0: It's Thursday, July 21st, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know. To be in the know, a bipartisan group of senators agreed Wednesday on proposed changes to the Electoral Count Act the post-Civil War-era law for certifying presidential elections that came under intense scrutiny after the January 6th riot at the Capitol. The package introduced by the group led by Senators Susan Collins of Maine and Joe Manchin of West Virginia is made up of two separate proposals. One would clarify the way states submit electors and the vice president tallies the votes in Congress, the other would bolster security for state and local election officials who have faced violence and harassment. We have developed legislation that establishes clear guidelines for our system of certifying and counting electoral votes, the group wrote. We urge our colleagues and both parties to support these simple, common-sense reforms. Both Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Republican Leader Mitch McConnell have signaled support for the bipartisan group. Around the world, Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky ordered a new offensive along the southern front to reclaim regions near or along the Black Sea coast that are critical to the country's security and economy. The order followed the delivery of M-142 high-mobility artillery rocket systems by the U.S. last month. Those arms, which strike targets from longer distances and are easy to move and very powerful, have already allowed Ukrainian forces to claw back some territory, say soldiers along the front line. But the Russians' ability to strike at the south from land, air, and sea means Ukrainian forces need a far greater number and range of weapons from the west, including drones, artillery, tanks, and armored vehicles. If Kiev hopes to regain an area that is indispensable to any future settlement of the war, say Ukrainian commanders and soldiers fighting there. In other news, Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi resigned this morning, plunging the country into a period of uncertainty as it fights surging inflation and an economic slowdown. Mr. Draghi's announcement came a day after three large parties in his National Unity Coalition government didn't back the Prime Minister in a Senate confidence vote. Though Mr. Draghi won the vote, The mass abstentions made clear he could no longer hold his coalition together. Italian President Sergio Mattarella must now decide whether to ask party leaders if they can form a new parliamentary majority so the country can avoid early elections. The animosity between the parties that emerged on Wednesday in the debate before the vote in the Senate indicated that a new majority in the existing parliament is an unlikely outcome. Mr. Draghi is set to stay on as a caretaker prime minister. Back in the U.S., President Joe Biden on Wednesday announced modest new steps to combat climate change and promised more robust action to come, saying, This is an emergency and I will look at it that way. The president stopped short of declaring a formal climate emergency, which Democrats and environmental groups have been seeking. Biden hinted such a step could be coming. Let me be clear, he said, climate change is an emergency. He pledged to use his power as president to turn these words into formal, official government actions through the appropriate proclamations, executive orders, and regulatory power that a president possesses. When it comes to climate change, he added, I will not take no for an answer. Biden delivered his pledge at a former coal-fired power plant in Massachusetts. The former Brayton Point Power Plant in Somerset, Massachusetts, is shifting to offshore wind power manufacturing, and Biden chose it as an embodiment of the transition to clean energy. And Ford Motor Company is planning to cut several thousand white-collar workers as it looks to trim costs to position the company for a long-range transition to electric vehicles, according to people familiar with the matter. The cuts would target functions across Ford's business, including engineering, marketing, and sales, and many of the cuts, which would include buyouts and early retirements, are targeted at employees who work on internal combustion engine vehicles as Ford focuses on growing in electric cars. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. These headlines were brought to you today by Podmeo. Start your podcast easily at podmeo.com, the world's number one podcast hosting. Subscribe to this Daily Morning Brief on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.